At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome back to the Captain's Corner Podcast, presented by Jaguar Physical Therapy. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined as always by the three Columbia football captains, Ben Mathsmeyer, Justin Woodley, Steve Newblatt. Guys, welcome. Happy to be here. How are we doing? Back to our usual schedule, so we'll uh, we'll go back things. Um, we'll go back and review a little bit of Harvard. Um, obviously, uh, slow start. Um, we were able to bounce back and cut into the deficit, but Harvard was able to put up a few... <laughs> points at the end and uh uh just i guess we knew going in it was going to be strength against strength with columbia's running game and harvard's run defense so Stu, what was going on in the trenches and during those battles well we heard the bigger news of the weekend was that you ran the marathon <laughs> all right i like how you're deflecting uh, yeah. there <laughs> yes i did run the marathon I, I got through it unscathed i'm here here today so there we go you, you got any questions for me I'll, I'll answer them this time we'll reverse roles what um <laughs> what do we eat after after Ooh. we did we did uh your pizza okay um we did wings and we did um just like mozzarella stick we did like fried stuff because we had families there and everything like that we did simple stuff and it was just it was great chug some chocolate milk strong. some gatorade some water blue cheese or ranch uh ranch yes. 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 yes yes there we go yeah. yes definitely That's good ranch. news always, always. Good what, what kind of wings uh, garlic parmesan okay so we, we did those that. yeah that was they were really good um hit the spot and then my my wife and my friend's wife, who were my friends, came up from came down from Syracuse, and okay. um, my friend Travis ran the race. He's much faster than me. Did in like <laughs> under he did it beat three thirty. He did like a three twenty six, wow. which wow. is incredible. Um, How long was it again? Twenty six point two miles. It took me five. A marathon. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, you didn't I'm know so how long out of the loop with marathon. It's eight, <laughs> yeah. anything long distance running. <laughs> <laughs> what Got, time did the race start? So the race starts like the professional racers started at eight forty, and then the first wave of regular runners started at nine ten. Second wave was nine fifty five. I was in the third wave at ten forty. Okay. So I was at the starting village in Staten Island for about f- over four hours, just kind of like Chilling, hanging out, hanging out. Yeah, trying to carb load a little bit more, eat, drink water. Luckily, we a few former Columbia workers uh, were running the race. Uh, Gabe Gilson, who used to work in our office, was there. He finished in three hours and thirty-two minutes. And Maggie Johnson Damn. from Development, um, she she got there later. She was at the in the twelve o'clock wave, um, and she finished in like five forty-eight, I think. What you, shoes did you wear? I bought a pair of Nike uh, Vaporflies. It's they were they were the best investment. They were like two hundred bucks, but it was a great investment because I my feet were were n- not an issue the entire race took a protein bar at mile 16 i was about to say did you eat it all during the race yeah yeah so like you have the energy gel packets and they give a few out so i had a couple with me and then they give more out at miles like 11 18 and uh between all that stuff you know kind of kept me as full as you can be while you're running that far but you know you kind of get to 
you know, the toughest part is probably the Verrazano and the Queensboro Bridge. You're by yourself in the Queensboro Bridge crossing 59th Street from Queens into Manhattan. But then once you get over, you're on First Ave and there's a ton of people again, kind of pick your energy level up. And then what I was saying, like the last I saw my family twice, but when I saw them at mile 24, like that was that was it for me. Like it got me got me through those last two miles. I was feeling a little bit tired, 22 to 24 and then kicked it into gear in 24 and finished strong through Central Park. It's through all five boroughs, isn't it? Yep, yep. So you start in Staten Island. You're in Brooklyn for about – you're in Brooklyn for about seven, eight miles, and then you're in Queens, Queens for a short amount of time. Then you're in Manhattan most most of the way, then short trip to the Bronx, and you circle back down fifth, and you finish in Central Park. Let's let's flip it back to you guys like we talked about. So um, we we talked about last week – um harvard's run defense was strong our run offense was strong strength against strength um talk about what it was like in the trenches Stu. we'll start with you um yeah we just knew that the front their front seven was the strength of their defense they had four uh defense alignment who were really good players um and they just kind of came out and were pushing our old line back a little bit and we just weren't able to get the run game going early like we needed to be able to to have a successful game plan. So I think that showed early. We just didn't get the offense moving until it was too late in the game. So we needed to be there earlier and really pick us up, and we just weren't able to do it early. And defensively, I don't know, from the press box, they they were they just keeping you off balance? I mean, it looked like I mean, we talked about their, their running back, Champlin, and he had a good game, and, you know, it looked like, you know, the passing game got kind of got going once he got rolling a little bit. I mean, yeah, I think in general, offensively and defensively, we just came out flat. There wasn't a lot of energy um, for whatever rhyme or reason. Um, but we knew going into the game, they have two backs. I think number 20 is probably the best back we're going to face all year. And, you know, he put it on display in 21, had some good carries too. And I think their quarterback, that being his first start, I think he stepped up well. Uh, and I think they caught us a little bit off balance too with some trick plays early on that, you know, got some momentum going for them. But we just didn't do enough. Uh, in the red zone especially. They, they scored every time they were in the red zone with a touchdown and third down. We weren't as efficient as historically we've been. So two areas that we really need to improve on um, going into a really good offensive team in Brown. And leads us right into Brown. Um, you know, obviously another high-powered offense. So um, just talk about some keys coming into Saturday. Uh, you know, I think with Brown starts with their quarterback, you know, uh, first team all Ivy back in 2019. I think he was the player of the year back in 2019. So their offense goes through him. You know, he's been there for two years now, so he knows it really well. They do a lot, right? They try to keep you off balance. You know, uh, they're a really hard team to scout. So, you know, I think we're just going to have to do a very good job this week with our discipline. You know, I think this past week we kind of let the game get away from us a little bit early and then kind of got away from our fundamentals. So getting back to that at practice week, getting after it at practice, you know, getting back to tackling well, getting off a of block. So I think it starts there. But then, you know, with this offense, it's going to come down to eye discipline. They throw a lot of eye candy at you, you know, a lot of misdirection. So we're going to have to be able to handle all that and keep our eyes in the right place. And on the defensive side, they've given up a lot of points, but how do you stay kind of focused and, you know, keyed in on what you guys need to do to be successful on Saturdays too? Yeah, I think we just need to get back into a confidence and just kind of do what we do without worrying about it. Uh, we've gotten away from that the past couple of weeks uh, in the second half against Yale and then this week. So I think we know that they have a high-powered offense, so the offense is really going to need to show up and have a good game. Coming into this weekend, obviously outside of the opponent, how important is it to you to get that, six win and make sure you're securing that that over 500 record for you guys personally or and as a team yeah i mean i think it's all about going you know one to know this week but going one to know 
you know, today watching film, one and of Tuesday in practice, and just having a better week in general than, than we had last week on, on the whole. I think, you know, bringing more enthusiasm to this week in practice will carry over into the game and just, you know, we're going to be more motivated this game, especially what happened in 2019. Uh, I think we had a, a bad loss, um, one of the worst we've had in my tenure at Columbia, and I think we're, we're going to be ready to respond to the challenge and step up this, this upcoming weekend against Brown. I'm excited to see what we put on the field. Looks good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah we could talk about that. Yeah, 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 never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's that is cool. They have a game today. No, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, what time? Fordham at Fordham. Oh. No, the women are home. Women are home. Yeah. Against okay. who? Hampton. Hampton. What time do they play? At seven. Oh, I gotta go to the game. We're gonna be good this year, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be good this year. Our team's gonna be nasty. Yep. Our young p our young, uh, like freshman, uh, freshman sophomores, good. Kyle will have better answers for that. I think they are. Yes. All right. No Transfer from Duke. Uh, yeah, she'll be starting. <laughs> <Sure. Yeah. laughs> All right. There we go. They, they they moved Davis to the four. Yeah. That's that's huge. Davis is still starting, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's so say, good. Yeah, yeah. she's. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sienna's gonna play for it. Oh. So they're not starting KD. We got KD coming off the bench. Oh, that's nasty. You're yeah, tuned in on the women's team. Yeah, you're dude, I was dude, I was sick that the 2020 year got canceled. Our women's team was going to be filthy in 2020. That was their year. That was well, they the year they got back. They, they had been ascending. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, we're going to be nasty. <laughs> See, I was waiting for this year, dude. Who was the we, was there we a point guard in our class that Yeah. She's an. I thought no. no I thought she was no. In the Riley. Class below. Casey. Yeah, Riley's she the one that moved on. She barely played though. She, she did she? Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Like and that last year, she like 2019. On, yeah, in 2019, she didn't really. She didn't get as much run with all the young, all the young girls coming in like Shoe. Gotcha. Men's team is young. Holy shit. We're really young. Talking to Ike about it. Yeah. So Ike's gonna have to have a. Good is Mike Smith back in Michigan again this year? No, no, no. He's, 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 he's in the G League. He's in the G really? League. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, they I thought he was gonna go overseas. He waited a while and then he got taken by well the thing He's is like he, he Milwaukee, right? He did summer league with Milwaukee and then he waited a while to see if he was gonna get like a uh a camp invite mm -hmm. from an NBA team. And the team that drafted him is a, the G League affiliate of the Heat and he's boys with Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So I don't know if that had anything to do no, with it. it. Probably did. Um, he's like he's boys with Jimmy Butler. Like yeah. boys, like boys, boys, like yeah, close like, boys. Like hangs out with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, casually, like, like trains with him. He trains out like, with he, other NBA I guys. Love Jimmy, Butler. Jimmy Butler took him to Jimmy Paris. From Houston. Jimmy Butler really? took him to Paris. Yeah. 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 It was a soccer team. PSG. Bro, PSG, he had yeah. he had a people when I saw the video on his story of him uh, taking a penalty against Mbappe. I was, <laughs> I was like, that is the coolest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, you are so lucky, Mike Smith. Yeah. But back to football. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, back to the question.
All right, so let's finish the the question I originally Sorry, asked, and the then uh, the importance of finishing over five hundred and trying to get that done the next two weeks. Oh yes, um, I think that should be. I think I think it has to be very important to everyone here, especially on our team. You know, uh, you know, when we came to this school, you know, one of the things that we were recruited here to do is, you know, we came to establish a history here. You know, and I think one thing that does not go uh, over our heads is how how few teams here in this history have really gone over five hundred. I think Bagnoli said it yesterday. I think it's like I think he said like six eight. teams have actually gone five and five, but then there are like eight teams that have gone over five and five. Like, so winning records have been only eight teams in the past like 50 or some years have gone over five and five so you know i think it would be pretty special to you know get to be a part of that class you know especially me and ben i think it would be our third time being over 500 so you know it's not always you know the goals that we may maybe came here to set but being able to come and set that kind of history start that kind of culture and hopefully that's a foundation you know to the future maybe future ivy titles that will, will possibly be won here you know, I think that's big for us, and I think that's something that we have to take pride in, especially, you know, especially the young guys who are still going to be here for the next couple of years, but also the older guys who are coming down to their last few games, you know. I think that there's no better reason than, you know, play for yourself, go out there and play hard and play for pride. So I think that's something that we're going to look forward to the next two weeks. You know, I think we kind of let that get away from us, especially last week. I think you saw that in our performance. So getting back to, you know, why we're playing this game, I think is going to be huge for us this week in practice. Yeah, I think these guys covered most of it, but just finishing out the season strong, I think, has so many implications on – not only how this team's going to be remembered, which I think would be very positive if we finish out the season very strong, but also how we do moving forward in seasons to come with a strong finish. And just like Woodley said, that we don't necessarily have the strongest traditions here, and so trying to establish that and have the best seasons we can is huge. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with segment two of the Captain's Corner podcast presented by Jag One Physical Therapy, so stick around. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. Welcome back to the Captain's Corner podcast presented by JAG1 Physical Therapy. So uh, while we were on the break, we were talking about some of the makeup of other teams here at Columbia and how they have the international flavor and how it's a little bit different with football. And uh, it's basically you have a bunch of guys from Canada and that's as kind of far as, as far as it, it, it ranges. So uh, how foreign are those guys? <laughs> uh, I don't think they're too crazy for it. I think there's uh, – there's two defensive linemen on the team. Both the Tebos are from Canada, and it's actually funny because Tomas a uh, DN, and then Xavier's an interior guy, and they'll be speaking French to each other on the line, <laughs> which no one likes. No, <laughs> it'll just or, be, or like it will be at practice, right? And everyone will be standing on the sideline, like waiting for something to happen. It'll be like a different period or something going on. 
and then you just hear them talking in English, right? And then they'll say someone's name, and then they'll immediately just cut to French. And you're just like, who are you two? Come on. <laughs> Have you ever been talking what? to them, and then they start doing it, and you're yes. just like, are you talking like about you th- me right now? You three are having <laughs> yeah. a conversation, and then out of nowhere, they just start talking in French, and you're just like... Do they, I mean, they clearly know they're doing. They're not just like slipping into old habits. Because I'm, I've oh, seen. No, it's like, they do it on it's like a clear transition. They do it on purpose. French, yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. And it's they very do smooth, it. and it'll go English, French, right back to English, and you're like, I have no idea what y'all just said. <laughs> uh, it's, it's some of it's like it's their first language, so they kind of like slip in. And I, I've seen it with like French Canadian hockey players when they're doing in- interviews and stuff like that. They'll like start in English, end up in French, and come back. Like, it's just so it's back. Just, yeah, <laughs> no, they're they're trying to do it. They know what they're doing. They like messing with people. It's pretty yeah. funny, actually. Have you done? Any, have they done any like, you know, have they talked about like Canadian food or like any other things that they do a little bit differently up there? They do the poutine or anything like that. The only thing I've heard them talk about is a flavor of chip, like Ruffles chip that oh, they have yeah, up there that's really popular. But I don't remember what, even what it is. Sometime in camp, because the other players right, in yeah. Choi, that's from Canada as well, and they'll talk about like their favorite foods in Canada. Um, but they like love fast food, which I think is interesting. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you. They were talking about some bag of chip and then some candy. What I couldn't flavor remember. flavor was that bag of chip? It was, it was something weird where you're just like, was it ketchup? No, no, no. Definitely not. Yeah, whatever. Huh. I'll text Tom. I'll see if yeah. we can get it by the end of this. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about this is the last home game of the season. So uh, little extra layers added to this weekend's game against Brown. Um, talk a little bit about, and we talked a little bit about this about homecoming and before the season, but what are your emotions kind of going into this weekend with having maybe some extra family and friends uh, in the crowd? Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate to have my – my mom and dad come to most games <coughs> this year, and, and they'll be coming again for, for senior day, which is awesome. And, uh, and there's always a lot of emotions going into your last home game here. You know, it's it's been a, a great time for me here at Columbia University, um, especially on the football team. And so, you know, being able to have my family there is awesome. Um, and But I, I think it's still just trying to focus on the task at hand because, you know, don't want to be too much of a distraction. But, I mean, it's definitely cool that you get to see a lot of, you know, family here and then. And then of other my other friends, their their family too here as well. So, Stu, are you actually are you going to be participating, or are you just? Gonna I'm gonna year? I'm gonna be walking with you. Uh, yeah, but so I'm taking. I'll be back yeah, we next talked year. About this, yep. Yeah, but I'm gonna be walking because I just want to walk with my class. So I think yeah, I okay. might be a little less emotional than these guys with them being their last home game. Emotional? What? What? <laughs> Us? We're football players, Stu. <laughs> we would never. We'll leave that to the moms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since this won't be my last season, these won't be my final two games. But it will still be, it will be special walking out with those, like a lot of the people in my class and these two guys, knowing that it's the last time this group will be together and things like that. So, like Ben said, we're trying trying not to let it distract from anything we're doing or from the games or anything like that. But it's definitely something you're thinking about these last couple of weeks of the season. You know, I think it's important for the seniors, but I think it's also a big message to the whole team. You know, I think it's the one of the last times this entire group, you know, our 2021 group is going to be able to line up and take the field together, you know, especially being a home game. You know, in our, in, in our league and when we go on the road, not everyone gets to travel. So it's really the last time the entire group, all 100 guys are going to be out there on the field together. So it's a moment to cherish, I think, not only for the seniors, but the whole team. You know, it's a special group, 2021 group. You know, it'll never be the same after this year. So we got two weeks left, one left at home. So I think it's something we just have to take advantage of, you know, come out ready to play. Like Ben said, you know, we still got a task in hand have to get a win against Brown. I think we've done, I mean, besides obviously last week's performance, we were 3-0 going in that game, and now we're 3-1 at home. So Bagnoli talks a lot about capitalizing on our home game, so we want to go 4-1 at home. So, 
So did you get the answer you were looking oh, for? Oh, yes. He said it's Ruffles all dressed. Oh, so that's disappointing. I thought it was weirder. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what all dressed means. I but think it's just like everything. They throw everything they on there. Everything Probably. bagel or Let's something? Yeah. Yeah. Everything bagel rest. and Ruffles all right, form. Before we take out, we're going we're gonna to take one more look and see what, what comprises an all dressed Ruffles, Ruffles potato chip. All dressed. I forgot what going to keep people all hanging dre- on. Or we oh could save gosh. it to next week. We could do a teaser to make people come back. <laughs> we'll, yeah. do, we'll save a teaser. We'll go get a bag and we'll save a teaser. Right. I think they're only so available if in you Canada. Want, we'll get a ship. It's if, Amazon. If you're not Canadian we'll and you want to know what's on an all-dressed Ruffles chips, you're going to have to listen next oh, week. Oh, they have no an American version that's brought over from Canada. Yeah, we'll try wow. one next okay. week. Get it right. Yeah, we'll get it on. We'll get it on. Should we try we're, it live? We're going to do it. Yeah, we'll do a taste test. I like it. All right, so stick around next week if you want to hear the thrilling finale of this conversation. Make sure you join us next Wednesday. All right, for Ben, Justin, and Stu, I'm Mike Kowalski. This has been the Captain's Corner Podcast presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Columbia and Brown go head-to-head uh, this Saturday, November 13th, 1 p.m. at Robert K. Craft Field at Lawrence A. Ween Stadium. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. You can buy tickets by visiting GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets, calling 888-11, or you can watch the game live on ESPN+. Plus. And if you haven't done it already, make sure you check out SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe to Columbia Athletics today so you don't miss an episode of any of our podcasts. Uh, We just landed uh, the first episode of Morningside Hoops, which used to be inside Columbia Basketball, so we'll be with the basketball team each week. So make sure you follow us on those platforms and on social media at both Columbia Lines. So for the three captains, once again, I'm Mike Kowalski. We'll talk to you again next week.